danger. It's danger. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> You're wild. You're wild. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? World's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Made for everybody. Good morning, USA. Oh, hey. Good, good morning. morning, Angela Yee. Looking around. All right. Well, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, it's day seven of my detox. How is that going? <laughs> it's going. Because, you know, yesterday I was like, I'm hungry. And I'm, I was thinking, I'm, I'm going to go eat. And I was like, what is Ye doing right now? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Dude. What is Ye yeah, eating right now? Yeah, I haven't had any solid food. And, but, you know, I'm going to tell you the hardest part of it is that I'm so, number one, walking past food. Mm -hmm. And walking, sometimes people turn, like, you look like a chicken wing right now Whoa. when oh. I look at you. But. Breast or thigh. The, um, I would say a gizzard. And the okay. other part is. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> that mm -hmm. a lot of things that happen revolve around food. Like, people will be like, let's meet up, let's go grab a bite to eat. Oh, you can't do that? Right, can't do that. People have dinners, people are like, let's go get a drink. And it's really hard to do anything that doesn't revolve around food. Like, can, what do I meet up and do? Can I ask you some personal questions? Mm-hmm. When you poop, is it solid now? I don't poop. There's nothing to come out. So you just don't poop? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Maybe, now, I think I have gone, like, twice in the past week. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. it's definitely not solid. No, God. <laughs> okay. I didn't, you know, all right. Now, the next question, right? You you can't do exercise, right? No, because I don't have the energy for that. All right. No sexual harassment, no sexual harassment, no sexual harassment. You can't have sex either, right? You can't say no sexual harassment and ask me a question <laughs> like that. But no, you also are supposed to abstain from sex during this detox for two weeks. For how many days? 14? Two weeks. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know what? We got lotion. I'm going to give some lotion for your boyfriend. Yeah, here, give your, your boyfriend some of this lotion. <laughs> Just tell him... <laughs> Hold it down, B. <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right. Well, last night my son is, uh, he's, he's black, back, black. Yeah, he is black. <laughs> he's back Panther. He's back playing basketball. <laughs> and I'm excited about that. Football makes me nervous with all the concussions. So yesterday he scored 40 points. Oh, really? He dropped 40. Wow. He dropped 40 and had 10 assists. It was funny, right? I'm the, I'm the dad. He had 38, right? With two minutes left. I said, you got to score two more. <laughs> score two more. And they were, they were up by, like, 20. And I was like, you got to score two more. Oh, come on. And he, he dropped 40. He dropped <laughs> Why 40. Why did they let some other kids play? They don't get to play at that point. I didn't ask. I was going to say, take my son out. He's doing amazing. I'm going to let the other kids play. Hey, whatever you want to do, coach. He's doing his damn well, thing. Well, good job, Logan. All right. Well, this morning, Nipsey Hussle will be joining us. Of course, he's from the West Coast. He has a new album out called Victory Lap. Victory Lap. We'll be talking to him about all that stuff. Amazingly, as much as, as Nipsey Hussle has done, as many albums as he's put out, this is his debut album on a major label. Right. It feels like he's done so much more because yeah. he's had so many albums out. So many mix, mix tapes as they call it. Mm -hmm. All right, so we'll kick it with Nipsey Hussle. Right? And we got front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, we will talk about possible gun bans. Is there going to be anything going on now with banning these weapons? We'll tell you what Donald Trump had to say. And we'll tell you about Florida legislature. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. Get your ass up. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. You got all the uh, white people asking me if that's my car out front. The Godfather of Duran hit me and said, Is that your car out front? I said, Stop it. I got on a 
Wu-Tang Clan Target t-shirt on right now. Okay? Yeah, it's, it's uh, 70 degrees in New York, in New Jersey oh, today, God. so I pulled out the baby today. I took it off. The, I said, I unwrapped her. Oh, I said, excuse me. I said, I'm going to drive my baby today. What kind of car is that? I can't tell you. Why let's not? Get, it's right out front. It's very expensive, and it has a horse on it. There you go. I'm going to go downstairs and take a picture if you don't tell me. It's some type of animal. It's definitely a horse. All right, I'm going downstairs. I'm going to take a picture. Oh, my goodness. Let's get in some front page news. Now, let's talk about these uh, weapon ban. Are they going to ban these AR-15s? What's going on, Yee? Well, it's not looking very hopeful. Now, the Florida State House on Tuesday, they reject, yesterday, they rejected a ban on many semi-automatic guns and large-capacity magazines. And this is really sad because a lot of the students and survivors were disappointed. Now, Cheryl Aquilari, Aqu- I can't say her name right, Aquarolli, she's a 16-year-old junior from Stoneman Douglas. She said, it's just so heartbreaking to see how many voters' names were up there, especially after it was my school. And Spencer Blum, who's one of her schoolmates, said he felt like lawmakers weren't representing him. He said, that's unacceptable. It shows that they don't care about us. No, they don't. Mass shootings are collateral damage for the right to bear arms. Period. Well, they said they're gonna. They don't tr- care about that. They said they're gonna try to get the age older because right now at the age of eighteen you can buy an AR-15. They're gonna try to make in the most ages states, older. Not even all states. Yeah. In most states you have to be eighteen. In some states you have to be twenty-one to mm-hmm. buy a handgun minimum. Well, right? Handgun, but rifle you can be eighteen. Right. Why, why not just ban the sale of all assault rifles? I'm with all you. Automatic assault rifles. I'm absolutely. I, I mean, I don't need to shoot a, a piece of paper forty-five times around or a dare or uh, what's the other thing that they bore a hog. What they call? You, you say that, but you own an AR-15. Right. I own it. Because the bad guys on it, so you got to stop saying it. No, yeah. I don't. I think that I think they should be banned, but I'm not going to get rid of mine until they are banned. So you'll give up yours and everybody. Absolutely, I don't okay. need it. I only use it for bad people. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I ain't doing that either. I yeah. have mine behind my back, and everybody else turn theirs in. I turn something else in. I'm gonna keep this one. Up. Nah, if everybody's turning them in, <laughs> it doesn't sound like it's gonna work, then guys. <laughs> yeah, I'll get rid of mine. You can't leave by right, Listen, man. Hey, I'm gonna ban them, but I'm gonna keep mine like behind. Work, hey, I believe in the right to bear arms. I'm never gonna sit there and tell you that, but I do feel like there need to be some type of gun control, and it need to be some type of people control. I keep telling y'all. What do you think about the minimum age in most states being 18? That's too young. That's too young. It ain't even about age, To have that much power. It's about people control, man. Every day of our life, we trying to avoid crazy. That's true. Every single day. You just never know when somebody's going to go crazy. Well, let's get to Donald Trump then, because he said yesterday he has directed his attorney general to propose changes that would ban bump fire stocks. Here is Donald Trump. And just a few moments ago... I signed a memorandum directing the Attorney General to propose regulations to ban all devices that turn legal weapons into machine guns. I expect that these critical regulations will be finalized, Jeff, very soon. Now, that's just talk, because honestly, you can buy a piece... Or you could take the spring out. So that's just talk. I mean, it sounds good. It's just talk. This is is his way of avoiding the bigger issue. It's just talk. We're going to ban this add-on that can change your uh, gun into an assault weapon. You're banning the accessories, not the actual phone. All right? (laughs) Don't ban the charges if the phones are the problem. Okay? (laughs) If the the phones are the problem, get rid of the phone. Don't ban the charges or the headphones that come with the phone. Get rid of the actual phone. And definitely needs to be stronger background checks, mental health checks. I believe digital footprint checks. Let me see what this person has been posting mm-hmm. online. Are they saying anything threatening to people? Does it seem like this person might have some issues? Because that's a reason why you shouldn't. You shouldn't be able to walk in somewhere and just buy a gun. Because no. guns don't kill people. Guns are just an inanimate object. You know, pe- crazy people with guns kill people. Right. Now, let's talk about the seventh grader who shot himself in the middle school bathroom. He shot and he's still alive. He shot and injured himself. It's with, this was in Ohio at Jackson Middle School. They say no other students were hurt 
It's not clear yet whether he intentionally shot himself, but the student is being treated at a hospital. Well, did his white friend win the freestyle battle? Look, I don't know <laughs> any more information. He's in seventh grade. I don't know where he got the gun you know from. What? I, I just want to know if his white friend won the freestyle you know battle what? after he shot himself. That's front man. page news, That's man. all I wanted. That's all you want. You know what? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning, or maybe you feel blessed. You want to spread some positivity. Maybe you're weak because you're in the middle of a detox. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Hello, who's this? This is Charles calling from Atlanta. Charles, good morning, bro. Get it off your chest. What I want to get off my chest is the, the, the misnomer that you can you can ban AR-15s and think that the bad guys are still not going to have them. That's true. It's, yeah, a, it's not. It's if, still... if you ban AR-15s, all that means is people like me and you who are law-abiding citizens won't be able to get them. But the bad guys are not giving theirs up. And they're still going to be able to obtain them because what? They don't care about the law. And you know what's so okay? We all grew up in New York City. If you check it out, but we all grew up in New York City, and you know, in New York, in New York City, you you can you can almost it's almost impossible to own a gun. But how many brothers we know running the streets with guns? Hey, hey, you know what's crazy? What you're talking about though? All of these mass shootings. These people aren't necessarily bad guys. These are like students. Right? They're, they're regular people up until they commit these heinous crimes. Most of them don't even have criminal records. And they're they legally these buying these AR-15s. They're not. They're not getting in. You know, from some crazy way. No, they're legally buying. Yeah, y'all keep saying bad guys like these guys have a life of crime. They not. You know what's interesting? And he brought up growing up in New York City. I've always been very uncomfortable with guns because I'm not used to people being able to just have guns. And when I go to other states and I see people just walking around openly carrying guns, it's always been really weird. You grew up in Brooklyn your whole life, and you ain't. Well, you're not supposed to have it out, so you can't just walk around holding a gun like you are allowed to have. They got them. I don't see. I don't see guns. I go other places and I see people. Just able to oh let me put my gun up. I'm not used to that. Yeah, my, my dad's my dad's a retired police officer. I've been around all types. Exactly, of yeah, I haven't. You've been to the West Indian Day Parade your whole life, and you hear gunshots every year. <laughs> and I used to hear gunshots on my block all the time, but you don't exactly. see people just walking around holding a gun. It's hidden. Hello, who's this? This is Andrew. Andrew, get it off your chest. I just had to get off my chest. You know when when you mess up in the relationship. And you know you you did wrong, Aww. so you confess. But it's like when you want to work it out, they're like, "I'm good." Well, of course they say that you, you messed, messed up. up. What do you expect? They're gonna just be like, "Thank now, you I for know, telling I me." Know, but it's like, but like, but when you don't mess up, they're like, "You're a dog," and oh, he doesn't care and he wants to move on. But it's like you got a guy that wants to work it out, and I understand you can't control how nobody take information and mm-hmm. all. But it's like it's like kind of a double standard almost. It's not a double standard. You messed up. Mm-hmm. Now you have to pay the punishment. Now let's see if you. I'm really gonna hang in there and acknowledge that you messed you up. Go. We're not gonna feel sorry for you. You gotta be Why consistent. Why are you feeling sorry for yourself? Uh, yeah, you can't be f- sorry for yourself. You effed up. The best apology yeah, is change sure. behavior, bro. The best apology is change behavior, sir. Now you got to show right, somebody right. that you really care and that you meant it and that you've really changed. And guess what? That takes time. Yeah, it takes time. And it's like, they want you to change, but there's like, I'm cool, so you got to change for the next person. But it's like, I want to show you I changed. And then it's like, but I get it. You know how you long know? it takes to show somebody that you've changed? It takes a while. Exactly. Hey, let me ask you a real but important question, sir. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Was the other woman's poom poom worth it? Don't answer that. Come on now. This between us. If you answer that, you Come ain't changed. Come on now. If Come on now. That, you if you laugh changed. at that, you ain't changed. Just between us. 
No, nah, I mean, it's never worth it. Oh. No, nah, I ain't asking that, yeah. Nah, you ain't I need you to shed a tear. <laughs> Get off of your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, Breakfast Club. Good morning. Get Good it off morning. your chest, Mama. So this morning, I actually wanted to do a spoken word piece for Black History Month for you guys. If that's okay, we would love to hear. Sure, go ahead. How long is it? Um, it's a literally a minute. All right, let's go. Okay, so and before you poop on it, listen. All right, so it goes. They want to emasculate our men and have them dress feminine, then call it fashion. I know you see dollars dancing, but is it worth committing the greatest sin to gain the world to? Lose your soul. There's so many treasures up in heaven that this world can't fathom. Nobody could break in to steal or touch. Not even the craftiest thief or the common crook. You probably wondering where I came from. Well, let me paint the picture. If our ancestors were here, they would probably have the Drake syndrome. You wasn't with me picking in the field. You wasn't with me shooting in the gym. But I come from cotton picking. Remember, mama making curry chicken. Stew peas and pigtails. She put pigtails in my thick hair. Never finished college, but she made sure that I got here. Graduated top of my class. I had so much passion, but the whites thought I was classless. But this blackness, I raise it to the air like I'm trying to stop traffic. This naturally suntan skin. Hopefully one day they see past it. Walk into a room and steal all the attention without speaking. That's black girl magic. So black boy, black girl in the mirror. I hope your vision's getting clearer. Black men, black women. It's a PSA. Put the world on notice and tell them we're coming. This time we ain't marching. We're running. Okay. Hey, I'm going to put a dollar in your hat. You rhymed every four bars, but you know it was cool. But wait, what was the first line again? The first line? They want to emasculate our men and have them dress feminine, then call it fashion. That's a fact. On the scale of one of Black Panther, I get out of six. All right. And my name is Dee Marie. You can find me simply.marie on Instagram. I love you guys. All right, right, boy. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Quentin. Quantum? Quentin? Clinton, Clinton, Clinton. Hey, Clinton, get it off your chest. Yeah, why is everybody telling that, saying that kid is uh, mentally ill and, and he set the whole thing up for months and he killed 17 innocent people and now he's mentally ill? What's up with that? I don't think he's mentally ill, but he damn sure went crazy and uh, every day of our life we got to avoid crazy. Sometimes people go crazy. Yeah, I know, but it's mentally ill and there's nothing to him and it's, they're setting him up like he's an innocent person. He's disgusting. Yeah, I don't think wrong. he's mentally I don't think he's mentally ill. But you know yeah, what? You see that the family that took him in in November, they're trying to get his inheritance, his $800,000. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. effed up. He was, get, he was set to get $800,000 when he turned 22. Or 22. What? Yeah, I, saw this, I saw it this morning. I'm like, what? What's going on around here? You know? Nah. Nah, give that money crazy. to the families. Thank you. Where the hell was he getting $800,000 from? Remember, his mom Inheritance. Died. Oh, okay, so, okay. Yeah, they should give that money to the families. Break Life that insurance? up. Life insurance? I guess They're maybe. saying even if he managed to still get that money, he's going to get sued and lose it all anyway. So. He should. That money should go to the families. Did he know he was about to get that money? Yeah. And he decided to F it all up by killing 17 people? Oh, okay. Well, F him. I don't all feel right. sorry for him. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. You can hit us at any time. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we are going to talk about Wendy Williams. Why people mad at her now? As they should be. They're putting bees all in her comments. Oh, also, boy. what rapper is changing his his name to sex. Okay, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. And Nipsey Hustle will be joining us next hour. Oh, big crib nip. The Breakfast Club. It's you guys. about time. What's going on? Yo. Yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. 
This is the Rumor Report Talk to with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Wendy Williams on her show decided that she wanted to call out some artists she felt needs auto-tune. She said there's only a handful of artists that don't need auto-tune who can sing raw. Here's what she had to say. There are only a few people who can sing raw dog. And Fergie is not one. She needs auto-tune. Jen Lopez needs auto-tune. Janet needs auto-tune. Beyonce needs auto-tune. Adele. Aretha, Celine, Dionne Warwick, and Mariah. They need nothing. Hey, Wendy Williams, shut up and dribble. All right. Something the Beehive I- did not take this too kindly. <laughs> they were on that ass. Something not right with Wendy, man. I, I'm talking about physically and psychologically. If you watch the show, like you can see her mental and physical health like deteriorate, deteriorating right before our eyes. Like she almost passed out on TV last week. She had to take a few days off. It's hard for her to get through sentences. It's like she had a stroke and isn't telling anyone. Like, whatever's going on with Wendy is not going to end well. Might be a lot of stress, but she bugging with the uh, Beyonce. Oh, absolutely. That sounded crazy, right? Honestly, I feel like she's just a product at this point, and they just wheeling her out every day because she makes a lot of people money, but, like, clearly she's not well. All right, Young Thug has decided to change his name. He went on Twitter and said, I'm changing my name to Sex. Then he put out another tweet. He said, from now on, call me Sex. So he hasn't explained why that is, but that's his new name. Okay. Do you have a problem with calling him sex? Yes, I do. I'm not calling him. Well, you know, I'm not calling him a thug either. I don't think you should call, go around calling yourself a thug either, but I'm definitely not calling you sex. What about young sex? You know what, though? I used to <laughs> young sex. Drop on the clues box for my man, uh, Bill Black. That's a guy I used to work with at uh, Hot 1039 in Columbia. Still a good friend of mine now. He, his name was Big Sexy on the radio. Because, you know, the rest of the so Big Sexy. So you don't sexy. mind calling him that? But did he do R&B? Nah, he was a radio person. Well, like Big it was based off the WWE character Big Sexy. Right, right. Yeah, so he used to call himself Big Sexy. So did you call him that? Not yeah, when we used just... to call him Big Sexy. That was his radio name. <laughs> so you could call Thug Sex? I guess. What's the difference? I don't know. You got to put another adjective with it, man. It got to be something sex. Maybe Young Sex will work. You know what I mean? Right. Yo, yo, I just sex. can't call you Sex. Yo, yo Sex! Yo, sex! Come here, sex! <laughs> yo, what's up with sex? Yo, imagine know. if your man don't know. Imagine some strangers see you talking to your homeboy, sex, and you walk up to him. Yo, what's up with sex? <laughs> you know what I mean? yo, what's up? But what if they don't what's know? What if they don't know your friend, Big Sexy? And they That's see you different, say, though. Yo, Big Sexy, go bring the car Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. 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 You're comments to make about her son's hair and she ended up having to go and defend those comments. What happened to her son's hair? Now, she posted a picture and she said, so my son wasn't blessed with mommy's Hawaiian silky. As my sister likes to say, can anyone suggest some good products and moisturizers? Nothing I've tried will help the dryness. His hair seems to just soak up everything instantly. <laughs> Comment below if you've had this that issue. That crazy. Help. <laughs> and so people didn't have uh, very nice things to say about her referring to her son not being blessed with the mom's Hawaiian silky. Here's what she had to say after everybody went in on her. Thank you guys for the negativity because once again, I'm gonna channel it into something positive. And I am now um, in the process of creating a hair care line for mixed children. Thank you once again. Ah, she don't gotta defend that, man. I mean, you know, I think it's kind of frustrating that she'll defend her son's hair, but not her husband's head. Like, if you don't defend oh Neo's cranium when he don't have a hat on, don't defend she your son's She does crown. defend him. She does? Yeah, she definitely does. Oh, okay. But you can't talk to kids like that or anybody. Oh, you don't have the good, silky hair. You, everybody's hair is beautiful. So. Right. There you have it. We just all have different textures of hair. Y'all say that till y'all need a perm. Some I've hairs, never had a perm. Some hairs, you, you got to manage them differently. That's all. Different products in the hair. 
Yeah, I think it's beautiful when people have natural hair. Mm-hmm. It's just how you take care of it and what products you use. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, when we come back, Nipsey Hussle. All right, he's from the West Coast, of course. He has a new album, Victory Lap, and we'll kick it with him when we come back. So don't move, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Nipsey Hussle. What up, what up, what up? What's Nip, up, what's up, my brother? What's the deal, bro? Now, I don't know nothing about L.A. politics, but are you allowed to wear that much red? I can do what I want, man. It's <laughs> my <laughs> It's my brand, so okay. you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, I like how red look with gold, you know what I mean? Do people trip like that with the colors you wear, or? or? It depends. Like, again, I'm, everybody know who I am as far as where I belong. So, you know, I be seeing, like, internet uh, comments sometimes when I be flamed up. But in L.A., you know what I mean? We grew up, if you was a real one, you could wear what you want. That don't really apply, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, is, is it still heavy like that, though? I mean... It's, it's like if I'm in somebody else's hood with a gang of red on and I'm I'm not a known face and I'm in a crib hood, yeah, it'll probably I'll probably get addressed. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'll have that problem. They'd be like, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Well, now, we congratulations seen... on the album. I got finally, it man. Yeah, finally. Victory <laughs> Lap. Yeah, Victory Lap in stores. Go grab that, stream that, all that. You don't even see Victory Lap, man. I, I had to. It took too long, right? You had a lot to prove on that yeah, album. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Now, the album is dope, first and foremost. Thank you. I love the album. Thank um, you. I hear a lot that you don't like weirdo rappers. <laughs> Facts. Now, what's a weirdo rapper to you? Well, I, I think you talking about the line when I was like, this ain't this weirdo rap you is mm-hmm, used you to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, um, I felt pressure a little bit from where the game is at. And there ain't no diss to nobody specific. Just like, mm-hmm. it ain't it ain't um, in the direction of what we grew up on in terms of like, you got to say something. You know what I mean? You got to be a man of respect or a woman of respect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even from, like, just the drug stuff. Like, you know, that was never glorified in, in, in rap culture. We could almost, like, live by Scarface or Jay-Z or Tupac lyrics. If we ain't had no principles, like a, a man around, we could live by their lyrics and come out as a solid individual. So that's what I meant just as far as, like, you know, just returning to that direction. I don't know, like, telling people what to do, but just, you know, try to, represent the principles that, that I grew up on in rap music. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's one thing I like about your music. It always has socially redeeming value to it. And on, on dedication, you know, Kendrick says that his man L said, do a song with Nip. He a better crip. But Kendrick said he a man first. Yeah. You know, you hear what he speaks about from black businesses yeah, and false yeah. imprisonments. And he said, listen, close is bigger than deuces and four. So is that a challenge for you to get people to see you for more than a stereotypical West Coast gangster rapper? I mean, people people receive me based on what I said, so I I wouldn't I wouldn't blame people for that. I came in and said, "This is where I'm from, and this mm-hmm. is what I represent." Mm-hmm. But it was for a reason. I wanted I wanted to establish, you know, what I belong to, and I looked at it like jail. That's what I used to tell my homies because even some of my homeboys would be like, "Bro, you can't come out talking about the hood and specifically." You know what I mean? When you walk into a dorm, the first thing you establish is where you from. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you get into the, the person behind this. Just in case whoever got a problem with this, wherever your enemies is, you go to the back, you handle your business. And then you get into like, okay, I could actually f*** with you. you. You know what I mean? We get to know each other, but you get that out the way first. And so um, also I wanted to, I wanted my message to impact gang culture. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I wanted what I had to say to impact individuals like myself, young people. I was in these areas that I was controlled by gangbanging. I didn't want to preach to the choir, but I wanted to be able to say, you know, uh, I'm one of you, and where I'm going to go, wherever I end up, you're going you're gonna to know that you can end up there too, whether it's 
at the top of the game or in a successful situation as a business owner, I came from this, and it's it's authentic, and I'm not on the outside of this culture. That's why I came in like I came in. I wasn't trying to, like, be on no super tough guy. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to be clear that, you know, wherever I take it, I'm not I'm not different. I'm I'm exactly the same. I've been through everything you've been through or you're going to go through as a somebody in that culture. What now, is a what is a better crip? What does that mean? I don't know cuz I ain't said, but okay. what I would assume Kendrick meant was that um somebody that is not 100% biased or outside of communicating with a blood or somebody from the other gotcha. side of the mm-hmm. tracks. Maybe that's what he meant. That's what I took it as, you know. But I, we had to ask Kendrick his 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 take on what he meant by that. You talk about West Coast infrastructure. It was a period when you needed a Dr. Dre co-sign to get out of the West. Why why do you think that changed? Dre, man, he built um, uh I call it an island. Mm-hmm. If you look at music, it's like three or four islands in in rap music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot of the, a lot of the things that you might not know, well, y'all know, but that the people might not know are connected to these islands. They connected. You mm-hmm. got the like Jimmy Iovine, Dr. Dre Island. Which you got to list all the artists. Tupac came under that. Mm-hmm. Dre, Snoop, Game, um, Kendrick. Well, yeah, Kendrick is a part of the top dog thing as well, but mm-hmm. it connects. You know what I'm saying? And so then you got like the Lior, Def Jam Island, and that not Island Records. I'm just saying Island. Yeah, yeah, Island. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and uh, Rough Riders, Murder Inc., Rockefeller. Yeah. yeah, you know um, Kanye and all the artists that came after Ye. Fall under that, and then you got um, whatever happened on Sony. You know what I mean. And so it was one of them three options right. for an artist, and unless you you wanted to go what I call just taking the stairs and, mm-hmm. and figuring out how to how to get into one of those situations as your own thing. Top Dog did it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Top right. Dog created his own thing, yeah. and so that was my goal to build an island myself. You know what I mean? I saw what, even like Jay, they got Rock Nation. That's the island. Right, absolutely. That's its own thing. Even though it came from them being an artist connected to another situation, they have turned that into its own operation. Yeah, we're talking to Nipsey Hussle. Of course, he has a new album, Victory Lap, out right now. Yee? What kind of conversations did you and Diddy have? Because you and Diddy yeah. formed a relationship. I assume through Lauren London and Cassie. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Bug threw me the alley-oop, you know. Oh, you a with Lauren? No, I'm saying mm-hmm. Lauren. Lauren introduced me to Puff. Oh, got you. Got I mean, you. I knew Puff, but it was it was more of a personal relationship. After you know, mm-hmm. uh, we was at Double Cassie's birthday, stuff. <laughs> something like that. You well, know, what made you want to get an old like Diddy and put him on Young? That's, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Diddy Diddy chose Young. I tried to get him more rap mm-hmm. because oh, okay. I was I was referencing the Hate Me Now video mm-hmm. and what 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 his his presence on that record with Nas brought right. to it. I'm like, look, this this the record, this rap. I want you to get on this, put the mink on, get in the video, we're going to make a movie. And he was like, um, he told me the whole story behind that. He like, bro, I bust a $40 million check a week before I did that movie. So I went, I mean, that video. Wow. So he like, that's that's the energy you saw in that video. Wow. Like, I went and spent all this dough on a chain, and we got tigers. He like, Cause I got the biggest <laughs> check of my life. Yeah. So he like, we probably ain't going to be able to recreate that energy. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, um, when I played the rest of the songs for him, he heard young and he chose that record. Really? Yeah, so, you know, he just went in the booth and then started, you take know. Take that, take that. Yeah, started gassing, <laughs> right. you know. But even still, like, rap, he gave me some real production advice on that record. When I played it for him, it was different than what y'all heard. He said mm-hmm. it wasn't loud enough. Right? Yeah, and he was like, listen, bro, he pulled up Natural Born Killers by Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. Mm. Like, this what you going for. 
this is what y'all trying to do on this record. Maximize it. Make it sound like this. And we went back in the studio, and I played it for my producers, and then we turned it up and added a synth lead all the way through so it sounded more like West Coast violent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I felt what he said after the fact. I was a little upset. Like, what you mean? It's banging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but after I reapproached it, it, it was room to make the record better. See, and that's for all the people who say Diddy don't do like when they say he don't really produce. Nah, but see me, my understanding of Diddy, this is how I look at Diddy, right? All right, think about more money, more problems. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Big. Big is a legend. So what I'm about to say is not a shot against Biggie. Don't Please don't spin it like that mm-hmm. when they hear this. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that, all right, I seen an interview when Biggie had the glasses on. And he was like, yeah, it's more money, more problems. You know what I mean? You got to, you just, it come with this shit. That was before the record. Right. Mm. So who told the songwriter, hey, look. Take the Diana Ross melody and take this line, more money, more problems, and in the hook with more money, more problems. That was puff. Right. Right. That's production. Right. And big and then presented it to Biggie. And who said sample the Diana Ross, I'm coming out record? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who said that? That was puff decision. Mm-hmm. And then through Biggie to Alley Oop and Biggie came with the B I G P O. That's P-P-A. classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to catch that Alley Oop. I've been an artist. I know what that do. I gotta right. when I think, I think about, damn, we should sample a big record. Then I think about what, what can I tell the songwriters for the hook. Then I gotta also do the verse. Mm-hmm. So that's what I told Puff, bro. Throw me some alley oops, like you do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Listen to what I'm saying in my interviews. Learn me. Get in your Puff Daddy the producer bag and throw me some alley oops. I'm gonna catch him. All right, we have more with Nipsey Hussle when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Nipsey Hustle in the building. Charlemagne? You said put Hard Knock Life on now. Yeah, yeah. Did you have to clear? Who did you have to clear that with? Jay-Z. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. You know what's crazy about that record? I thought you played the keys over just enough that, where you uh, had to clear it. Nah. That's listen. a Hustle Hard Motivation record. Yeah, Hustle and Motivation. Mm-hmm. Motivate, yeah. yeah, so when Jay-Z got Annie to clear the record, I guess when he paid him, he said, y'all got to let every other rap artist after me use it. Wow. Yeah. So that was his that was his deal with with, with uh whoever the producers and writers. Well, that's that. interesting. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. Yeah, so we benefited off his negotiation in 1998. Wow. We just, we just had to get Jay-Z to clear it. Because when he cleared it with the owners of the copyright, he made it to where any hip-hop artist after him could use the record. Jay did that, so hopefully you don't have to go through that. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So everybody, every hip-hop artist got to clear with Jay first. Well, they, just, they just need, excuse me, they just need the Jay-Z clearance. The Annie clearance is good as long as they're a hip-hop artist. Jay's always showed you love, wow. though. Didn't he buy like a thousand copies of your Crenshaw album? What, what he, album was a thousand dollars? He bought a hundred copies, copies, copies of Crenshaw that was a hundred dollars. hundred okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And now you didn't even know him back then, eh? Nah, I mean, you know, I met Jay in L.A. years ago at a concert. I was just backstage, and I, you know, I've Ran up to I ain't run up to him. I'm just like, what's up? I'm Nip. You know what I mean? I'm from L.A., bro. I'm from Rolling 60s. He actually bought a lowrider. The story is, I ain't never asked him, but he bought a lowrider from one of my homeboys, Money Mike. Mm-hmm. That's in the Maya video. Best of me. The baby blue one, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? He bought that from one of my homeboys, one of my G homies from L.A. That was the old school hustler. That was really his, huh? Yeah, that was his. He bought that. I'm tired of that being so real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's confirmed. You know what I mean? Wow. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, yeah, I'm, I'm Nip. I'm from Rolling 60s. He like, nah, I know. And, you know, this was years before the, the Crenshaw thing. He like, you know, y'all you doing your thing. Keep keep going. So that was the only combo we ever had until the Crenshaw thing. But, um, yeah, Jake been a hundred, man. So, you know what I mean? Dope. A lot of love. 
Now, Blue Laces 2, mm-hmm. one of my favorite records on the album. You make a spook who sat by the door reference. You know about that, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I read yeah. that book. But I don't I don't think you a spook who sat by the door. I think your intentions are pretty clear. <laughs> well, now I would say so. But even to the, to the point we made earlier, that's one of the reasons I was so vocal about where I was coming from and, and what I represented because right. I, I, knew, I knew who I wanted to mobilize. You know what I mean? And uh, for anybody that ain't seen that book, I mean, seen that movie or read the book, it's about a gang member from Chicago who, uh, you know, um, presented himself in a way. He never caught no cases. He was, he was, he had a clean cut look and he infiltrated the CIA. Yep. And he became educated and became, and basically he used their agenda, which was to have a token in the CIA for political reasons. You know, we're going to speak right. blunt. Mm-hmm. Um, he used it against them. And I think that in terms of hip-hop, you think of the message that they embrace, I, I feel parallel with, like, you know what I mean? The 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 power structure. I don't mean the culture of hip-hop, but the power structure of music. They got prescribed personas they expect from us. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like the way he used their intention against them was, was one of my underlying strategies. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You got to put the medicine in the candy. 100%. And what's interesting about that book, all his people used to call him an Uncle Tom and a coon. You know what I'm saying? Sellout. Yeah. But he was there working for them the whole time. Yeah, and, and he, and he. I don't want to go blow nothing up like he did in the movie, you know what I mean? But just in terms of being able to mobilize his homies to a, to a higher cause, you know? There's a lot of little jewels that you're saying in there. That's what I like. Like, I said the medicine really is in the candy because even when you drop a ball like, about Dr. Sebi. Yeah. Like, just that one thing, they killed Dr. Sebi, will make somebody go research who, who Dr. Sebi is. 100%. Dr. Sebi. Dr. Sebi. I thought it was Sebi. That's Sebi. Sebi. Sebi, my bad. I said it wrong. You said Sebi. Yeah. 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 I'm an LA nigga, Sebi man. Too. My lingo a little different. Have you met right? Dr. Sebi? I never met him. I met his wife, and I, I take his products for sure. Why, why you think he they had, killed him? Why do they kill all holistic doctors? Messing up the medical industry. You short stopping that grind. Why do n- get killed for hustling in front of a n- spot? You short stopping the grind. And th- these, they check is billions. You got n- that get flipped for a couple hundred thousand. So you playing with some pharmaceutical money, you know. And what's crazy, I'm I'm working on doing a documentary on the trial of, in 1985 when Dr. Sebi went to trial against New York. Right. Because he he put a newspaper, he cured AIDS. Yeah. Did, he, did he? Did he? He beat the he case, case. Yeah. and he went to federal court the next day and beat that case yeah. on record. Yep. And nobody talk about it. We're still talking to Nipsey Hussle. He's in the building right now. Now what happened with Reebok? And and, and were, were you signed to Reebok? Or did Reebok do the release that you were there? Nah, I did. I did an endorsement with Puma. Right. Recently. Um. I don't want to go too deep into that because I had to check your footwear when you said it. I was like, yeah, we yeah, got them on. Come on, man. Okay, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't uh, <laughs> faking. Mm-hmm. Nah, but I don't want to go f- too far in the details with the with the other thing because it's something that we're going to pursue. But, um, you know, it wasn't authorized. Mm-hmm. It wasn't authorized. And they, they put all money in on the shoe. They put Rich Rolling on the shoe. I don't even, that's, that's some gang. You don't put Rich Rolling on no shoe. You know, you got to pay thousands of people. It's doing life in jail that you know what I mean fall under that structure so you gotta be careful with that you know yeah. even, I don't I'm not even taking a check for nothing to say rich rolling mm-hmm. I would have told him I'd have told the designers no bro stay clear of that you can't copyright that's like putting crip on a shoe or something who you gonna pay and that causes problems for you because like oh you got paid off you know what I'm saying? Yeah. and I, not, even outside of that because if, if if I was right I would I would stand on being right that's not right Mm-hmm. I'm not the I'm not the beneficiary of that. You can't just pay me and think that. And they, by the way, they didn't pay me. But you can't just pay me and think that. Oh, we we paid Nip and he speak for the Nah, bro. It's, it's that, past, right? They got they got a hundred years. You know what I'm saying? What I look like taking a a check? I can't do that. Mm. 
Like, I'm grinding all my life. You tell a story where somebody got stomped out, and you say 50 and Mayweather bounced with y'all in Vegas. What was yeah. that? That was a long time ago, man, at a club. Me and YG was performing at in Vegas called Strip Hop. And, uh, you know, somebody, a melee broke out, and, uh, you know, it ain't going their favor. The, the n- that started it, mm-hmm. and uh, just so happened 50 and, and, and Mayweather was in the club. You know, they had all the cars, and they was really just coming to show love. And, uh, you know, it, it made the news. It was a big old thing, but tried to rob us. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, somebody was waiting outside of my section. It was all girls coming into the section to take pictures. And... You know, you be in the section, your chain hang. You right. be standing on the couch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody was like, where you from? One of the I'm thinking you're a fan. I'm like, huh, you at my concert. You don't know where I'm from. <laughs> I'm from L.A., bro. He's like, no, where you from? And I frowned. I guess my homeboy seen me frowning. Dope fiend. And then it just, <laughs> a, a, big old, a big old melee broke out. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, that's what that was about. It's I, on YouTube. The, the the news footage is on YouTube. Right. But why yeah. 50 and Mayweather had to bounce with y'all? Like, they needed, they needed to get out the club? Or? Well, you, that was probably taken out of context. Okay. They yeah. left the same time. Oh, you know right. what I'm saying? They, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Floyd was there with 20, 30 security, and 50 was there with, with 50, 30 people. So I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. That was good money. I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I wasn't saying, like, they needed our help. It just, like, you know, a uh, little fact. They was in the building, and, you know, they got footage of Floyd on, on the internet arguing with the police mm. in the front of the club. You know, I just, I be trying to revolve around real shit that took place, you mm. know what I mean? Right. Just to go back to the Dr. Sebi thing real quick, what makes you want to do a Phoebe. documentary? Doc, okay, Get Phoebe. it right, man. What makes you want to do a documentary about Dr. Sebi? I think the story's important. I think mm-hmm. it's a powerful narrative. It is. You know what I mean? And I think if, imagine this. Anybody in this room, if I could say, hey, somebody cured AIDS, y'all be like, yeah, right. And then I can show you an example of him going to trial and proving in a court to a jury that he cured AIDS. Y'all would be interested in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And y'all would look into the way he did it, right? So I feel like more so than, like, championing his products or explaining his methodology, put some light on that case. Imagine being able to cure cancer or being able to cure... Any type of herpes, it's all kinds and of And that's what he do, by the way. That's what he did. He yeah, had, yeah, he, yeah he's, he used to send all types of, of vitamins up to the station. Uh, you had herpes? No. I said vitamins <laughs> to the station. <laughs> did you hear me? I said vitamins Not anymore, to the station. Damn, Envy. This <laughs> guy is crazy. Hard work. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Nipsey Hustle's in the building. That was his joint dedication featuring Kendrick Lamar. Now, now Nipsey, you were talking about Cardi and her wearing different colors. And she nah, but, wasn't a, a, a real... No, nah, that's not what I said. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? Just for, she's a woman. Yeah, I, I like Cardi B. Right. Cardi B did a verse for me. You mm-hmm. started it off saying, I like yeah, Cardi B. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a fact. Like, I, anybody don't like Cardi, they hate her. I, I used to watch her IG clips and be laughing like, this girl crazy, but right. her personality is golden. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But wrong is wrong, right is right, bro. That's what I grew up on. Mm-hmm. That love me, bro, gonna tell me, bro, you was wrong. Right. All right, don't tell me that in public. Wait till we get back to the hood. I might set off a melee, and we gonna fight with me. But when we get back to the hood, bro, that was bull. Don't do that. You gonna have us. You gonna get us in a wreck. Wrong yeah. is wrong. Right is right. But that terminology she used is like real. And look, let me just for the record. That's how bloods talk. Mm-hmm. Bloods say crap. Bloods say flu. Crips say slob. Crips say dead. Like if I was with all my homeboys, I'd be like, bro, give me a dead bull. That's how we talk. Mm-hmm. But. I'll be intentionally respectful on the record because we talking about a public environment, which is the music industry. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? We saw what happened with Death Row. Mm-hmm. 
So we're going to set trip in public. Y'all going to get caught on camera squabbling. Mm-hmm. You're going to violate why you worth 300 million, Suge Knight. Mm. You're going to go to the pen. Pac, you're going to die. Right or wrong. That happened. That was gang banging. That was set tripping publicly. So we would be bad leaders to re 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 create that. What about somebody like Takashi Six Nine? I don't want to talk about other people for real. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I I feel I feel my own way about it, but God bless everybody, man. Get your money. You feel me? I, what I said about Cardi, Big asked me, and so I spoke on it. But I don't want to hate on Cardi B. Get mm-hmm. your money, Cardi. I respect what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, she done a verse for me. I see the Migos, I shake their hand. You know what I'm saying? I respect her come up. She came from the gutter. About saying disrespectful things on uh, on IG, mm-hmm. I'm going to always be like, that ain't the move. That's not that's not what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Now, do I tell you what to do? Nah. You get it how you live. If you like it, I love it. Mm-hmm. I just know me and mine, we're going to move this way because I'm going to always stand on what I do. So that, if I walk into a room full of bloods and I ain't going to be like, oh, they go to slobs, I'm not finna talk like that. Cause that's that's called being a cell soldier on some jail shit. You know what I'm saying? What's a cell soldier. A nigga that's in the cell popping it. Gotcha, because you gotcha. can't get touched. You hiding behind the the the, the cell. Where, where? You know what I'm saying? Pop the gates. Talk like that. Mm-hmm. If you ain't gonna talk like that, then keep it one way. I've been in the, a tank with a hundred bloods before. I'm from six oh crib. I ain't finna call the slobs to kill me. But I ain't finna I'm this is where I'm from, homie. You feel what I'm saying? And so, same the other way around. I, I've been in a, a dorm with a hundred crips and two or three bloods. And they ain't using that terminology. They not. That's just against the laws of nature. This is self-preservation going to prevent you from talking like that. That's what I was speaking on. Mm-hmm. But for the record, and just for the New York bangers, I respect real everywhere in every city and state. I, you can't take that from nobody. Gang culture came from out of L.A. I don't mean it ain't real in New York mm-hmm. that pushing a, a, a line as Bloods and Crips. But we got to be honest. We got to speak honestly. We can't be political about the dead and doing life for. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. That, so that's 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 my stance on it. But like I said, everybody get money, man. I respect Cardi. You know what I mean? She linked up with, with Wacko, one of my... A, 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 I respect. He a Paro. And, you know, I ain't mad at her. Do your thing. I just... My personal opinion... It's in your interest not to be public dissing gangs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Unless you want to put your security at risk. Because it ain't going to be you shooting or getting shot at. You're going to be pushed into the car. You know, we, we were talking about uh, on Friday last week, we were talking about checking in. And and how do you feel about checking in? Because, I mean, it's it's a big thing, especially in L.A., you know what I mean? Because it's so open. And, you mean, you could drive in a block in L.A., one block, it'd be a sunny, clean block. Next block, you in the middle of the hood. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Checking in is it, it it suggests friendly extortion mm-hmm. when you say checking in. A relationship is different because we all need relationships. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure when you travel, you from New York, mm-hmm. but you got relationships all over the country. Charlamagne, you got relationships all over. Angela, I'm sure you do too. And a relationship, I don't I don't believe in fake relationships. Mm-hmm. So it just establish genuine relationships everywhere you go. You'll be in a better position. And you do that off. Being respectful mm-hmm. and being, you know, you reciprocated. Somebody come to your city, bro, you need something. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a car, some weed, you know what I mean? You want to go somewhere to eat, what you need. You out of town, I got you. Mm-hmm. Not just some protection, you feel me? So I I, I wouldn't say uh, the check-in. I don't know nothing about that. But just, 
I got relationships in New York mm-hmm. that it's respect. When I pull up, you know what I mean, to make sure I got whatever I need. Same in L.A. I can get you from the airport, bro. You can take my car. You can come to my store. You can, you meet my homeboys. You can get numbers if you any problems or whatever. Just call in. Or you want to know where to go eat at. That ain't because you had to. That's because, respect, yeah, respect, we yeah. it's strength in numbers. And we only from one place, right. you know? Now, what happened with the LGBT community? They they were set tripping on you at one point when you... <laughs> you know, man, they... For the record... Come on, man. I'm, I live in L.A. I'm in the music industry. You gonna... I, I can't, there's no way I could have take issue with anybody's sexuality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, I got people in my family. I got people I love. Mm-hmm. My homegirls. Some of the, you know, people that I grew up around that, you know, that's their lifestyle. I could never judge nobody for for their sexuality what they what they took out of context was a critique on the media i made a critique on the media and i was really speaking toward what my homeboy big you did for the kids Mm -hmm. and the image of you know somebody that came from prison that came from gang culture what 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 the image gets portrayed as around that type of individual and what this 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 person's actually doing. And, you know, I think that it was taken out of context. Um, you know, and that's a, that's a sensitive thing. I would never want people to feel alienated or like, damn, you know, an artist that I'm inspired by or look up to or somebody I respect might look at me as less than. That's not what I meant, you know what I'm saying? And I think it just got taken out of context and, you know, it's a movement right now for like acceptance and mm-hmm. equality. So you know, there's a whole machine built behind. It's like uh, like a witch hunt. You know what I'm saying? Let it like let anybody say oh, sexism, homophobia. It's a witch hunt. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I fell into that. It's all good. You know what I mean? I respect it. I'm with the movement of equality and everybody respect everybody as individuals. God is the creator and the judge. I'm not the judge. I think they were just upset because they felt like you were implying that. Homosexuals couldn't look like sort of so-called real men, and that was probably the error that, that I made in, in articulation. That you know, it could be read like that. I could have been more clear. You know what I'm saying? But I, me personally, I judge things off of intention. We all human. We going we gonna make mistakes, but I gauge somebody's intention. Mm-hmm. What was you trying to say? You know what I'm saying? Right. And if the intention is clear, I give the the execution a little wiggle room. You know what I'm saying? Or the or the articulation. And I, I I asked everybody look at my intention. You know what I'm saying? What was I trying to say? I was trying to big up my homeboy for creating a banquet for these young right. kids from the hood that play football, got everybody suited and booted. I seen niggas in there that was killers at one time mm-hmm. with suits on, you know, serving the kids food. And you know what I mean? I'm like, we got to do this more often. I wanted to shed light on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My, my, my last question for Nip, man, because mm-hmm. I'm riding in the car and I'm like, boy, Nip going to get in some shit for this. You said that your mistress is Creole. How do you get away with that? Man, it's music, man. Oh. <laughs> I said, I said, my wife is a C note. I said, this life is a free throw. My life, my wife is a C note, but my mistress is Creole. You know, that was a that was what, number one. I recorded that before me before I had a girl for real. Oh, okay. I was in a All right. That's that's a disclaimer. Yeah, right yeah, <laughs> that's a fact, though. I ain't just put, yeah, being political. But then you. again, it's music, man. Like my girl's an actress. If she kissing on camera, what I'm gonna be mad? 
Nah, do your thing. I love, I love the fact you said you're girls, so y'all back together, y'all good. Yeah, 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 we solid. Players right. up too, man. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about <laughs> that. Man. That's, that's the reason I ask, because she don't play. Yeah, She'll no. run down on you. She oh, yeah, she me. ran down on, on Charlamagne. <laughs> you know, Charlamagne went hard, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, Boogie, 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 man, you know, she know how to defend herself and stand up, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, you know, um, she from L.A. She grew up. Um, a lot of people might think she got a privileged background. She ain't got no privileged background. They think she's new, new in real life. That's what they yeah. think. She's from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, nah, but she come from L.A., man, and you know what I mean? She's seen Charlemagne and zeroed in, but she I, I, told, I, told her, I told her from jump, though. I'm like, you're going to meet Charlemagne and like Charlemagne, respect Charlemagne. You know what I mean? Charlemagne known for being honest and, and you know what I mean, ruffling feathers, but I know his stance, and I'm like, y'all got the similar mentality in terms of, like, What's right, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, she she got a lot of love and respect for you. Word. Well, we yeah. appreciate you joining us. Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Now. Victory, Victory lap. lap. Yeah. And it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. The Breakfast Club. DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, don't forget you can start getting on the phone lines right now for Ask Yee. If you need relationship advice, we do that uh, next hour. So 800-585-1051. And shout out to the couple who we gave away a spa day to Up Spa 2 for Valentine's Day. They actually went and sent me video from the spa. Okay. Nice. He needed some advice, and he didn't have a lot of money. So. Okay. Well, nice. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Birdman on Wendy. It's this is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, well, Birdman went on Wendy Williams and addressed a few different topics. First, he talked about Lil Wayne and the money that he owes him. Check it out. It's a lot of moving parts with me and Wayne. It's important to me that I fix that. I will fix that. But now Wayne moving. is suing you for millions and millions yeah. of dollars, yeah. and he's got Carter Five yeah. on deck. Yes. He can't release that without getting released from you. So nah. you're holding up his money. No, nah, you got it backwards. In a minute, it all gonna self-explain itself, and I ain't come here to explain that. But in due time, what I can tell you is, at some point in life, you're gonna see me and Wayne working together again. Y'all believe that? You think you'll see Birdman and Wayne working together again? I yes. have no idea what goes on behind the scenes. <clears throat> I think so. With them. I just want to know why Wayne didn't get his money yet. Well, Birdman did pay up that money that he owed for a bet. To he gave A.R.A.V. Mm -hmm. his money. Mm -hmm. Bought his girl a Bentley truck. The money there. Why can't I have mine? All right. Now, he talks about Tony Braxton being his other half. T, that's my girl, my friend, my family. Do you have sex? <laughs> That's my love, my soldier, my life. She my everything, and I trust her. Because you bought her a Bentley her. truck. Yes. So the implication is that's your girlfriend. She my life. I love her the best. Tamar implied that you're married. We're not married as of yet. Well, they are engaged, though. And that's a beautiful thing. That's great. You know he loves her because when she asked him a question, like, are you guys having sex? He just continued on like she didn't ask that that's question. That's not a Wendy right. mm -hmm. When you care about somebody. All right, now, Wendy also did try to take some jabs at their relationship, and here's what she said. Because I, admittedly, on Hot Topics, said no bueno to this relationship. Like, I'm like, Tony, what are you doing? Honestly. Why, what's the problem? <laughs> your image, your... I'm just a gangster. That don't mean nothing. Okay. Certified, too. Uh, okay. But what that got to do with love? Has Wendy Williams ever met her husband? 
<laughs> I don't understand. How could she talk to Birdman about his image? And what? Has she ever met her husband? Well, huh? there you have it. All right, now Serena Williams <laughs> revealed a lot of information of about her pregnancy. Now, we told you previously she almost died giving birth to her daughter, Olympia. And she gave a lot of details about it and explained how she ended up being short of breath. She had a history of these uh, blood clots. So fortunately for her, she had all these health complications, but the doctors and nurses there were the best. So they were able to take care of her. Her medical team, she said, was incredible. The hospital had state-of-the-art equipment, but she wanted to point out the reality of what happens with women around the world. She said black women in the United States are over three times more likely to die from pregnancy or childbirth-related causes. And it's not just a challenge in the United States. It's all around the world. She talks about UNICEF. And according to UNICEF, each year, 2.6 million newborns die tragically before their lives even really get started. Over 80% die from preventable causes. And there are simple solutions that do exist, like access to midwives, functional health facilities, along with breastfeeding, skin skin contact, clean water, basic drugs, and good nutrition, yet we are not doing our part. So she wants to make sure that people donate to UNICEF and be that change. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? I need J.J. Reddick to come to the front of the congregation. Oh, man. This is a teachable moment, uh, only because just some things shouldn't happen. Like, there's this racism prejudice handbook, and some things are on the first page, chapter one of that handbook. Like no racial slurs? J.J. Reddick violated. Oh, we'll right. talk about it. When we come back, keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You don't hear the date, you dumb ass. You get donkey of the date, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for donkey of the day. I'm gonna fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was gonna be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yes. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Mm. Well. Donkey of the day, who Wednesday, February 21st, goes to Philadelphia 76's guard J.J. Reddick. Now, I am so tired of having to explain the basics of racism and prejudice to people. Like, it's just some things that are on the first page of the racism prejudice handbook, okay? Some things are just so basic, all right? You know not to call a gay person the gay slur that rhymes with maggot. You know not to make jokes about the Holocaust. We know not to do these things same way we know not to scream, I have a bomb in the airport, or... Going to Chick-fil-A looking for pizza. Or having unprotected sex with prostitutes in Vegas. Certain things we just know not to do. Now, we live in a world where a lot of things are misconstrued. Okay, it's hard to tell, you know, sometimes, you know, what's what. All right, I mean, for example, Laura Ingram from Fox News told LeBron to shut up and dribble the other day. The fact that she's an elderly colonizer on Fox News automatically makes you think she's being racist, and she may or may not be, but it's hard to prove it totally when she put out a book called Shut Up and Sing back in 2003, all right? And, and that whole shut up and fill in the blank thing is kind of her catchphrase, so it's kind of difficult to prove racism beyond a reasonable doubt, all right? And often people reach for racism and sexism and homophobia and transphobia, and you don't have to do that. It's no need to go out searching for it. If you just wait a while, it will find you. And in the case of J.J. Reddick, this is one of those times where you don't have to debate if the words that came out of his mouth were racist or prejudiced. They are pretty cut and dry. 
Now, NBA players recently did a video wishing Chinese fans a happy new year. Is it Chinese New Year yet, Yi? Uh, yes, Chinese New Year was February 16th. Gong Hei Fa Choi. Okay. Now, I'm going to play this clip mm-hmm. for you. All right? Tweet me when you hear it, okay? At C to God, C-T-H-A-G-O-D on Twitter. Uh, let's listen to the NBA players wishing the Chinese fans a happy new year, and let's see where J.J. Reddick went wrong. Ni hao, happy Chinese new year. Happy new year to China. Sing Young Carlo. Happy new year. Happy new year to dogs. Definitely. Happy Chinese New Year. Happy Chinese New Year. Uh, I'm Daddy. I just wanted to wish all of the NBA fans in China a very happy Chinese uh. New Year. D- did you hear it? Oh mm-hmm. my God! Of course I did. No, oh, oh, you heard what you thought you heard. Uh, let, let's let's play the clip one more time. Just JJ. Just JJ. Play, just play JJ. I just wanted to wish all of the NBA champ fans in China a very oh. happy Chinese New Year. <laughs> this guy's crazy. Oh my gosh. JJ Reddick wishing Chinese fans of the NBA a happy New Year referred to Chinese fans as a chink. Pull out your racism prejudice handbook, chapter one, page one. All right. It says clear as day. Don't use racial slurs. In case you don't know, the word chink is a racist term used to describe the Chinese. It's the equivalent of JJ Reddick saying happy nigga history month. All right, to you and yours. Now, J.J., did you just chuckle, white man? Yeah, you getting fired. Now, J.J. Reddick posted a tweet, and he said, just saw a video that is being circulated of me wishing a happy new year to NBA fans in China. Clearly, I was tongue-tied, as the word I purposely uh. said is not in my vocabulary. Uh, I'm disappointed that anyone would think I would use that word. I love and respect our friends in China. You did use that word. <laughs> I did. Sure did. J.J. Reddick could really take a job in the Trump administration right now. Because he is literally telling us that he didn't say what we heard him say. What kind of apology is that? <laughs> Apologize for what you said. He said the word is not in his vocabulary. Well, whose vocabulary were you borrowing in this video? Because it was your face, it was your mouth, it was your tongue, but not your vocabulary? Then he says in the tweet, I'm disappointed that anyone would think I would use that word. Think! T-H-I-N-K. Webster's Dictionary definition to have a particular opinion, belief, or idea about someone or something. All right, J.J. Reddick, you don't even use those kind of spin moves on the basketball court. All right? There is no thinking required about this. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you use the racial slur towards Chinese people, period. Now, the only thing for me to think about is why you used it. Are you racist? Were you trying to make a bad joke? I don't know what the reason for using that term was, but there's absolutely no way to take someone calling a Chinese person a chink out of context, okay? Your excuse that you were not, that you were trying to say China and not chink doesn't even make sense. Listen to me when I'm about to say China. Chine. 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 Not even close to being chink, all right? Play the clip again. Just one more time. Play it. Just I just wanted to wish all of the NBA chink fans in China a very happy Chinese New Year. No, no. J.J. Reddick, save your apologies. Save your cleanup tweets. Only thing you need to do, in the words of a suspected white supremacist. Shut up and dribble. Please give J.J. Reddick the biggest hee-haw. Uh-huh. Let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Don't ask me no questions. He was me. absolutely wrong. Don't ask me no oh, questions. Gosh, what network aired it? Like oh, that, that's that's, that's another that's, problem. That, that, that is very that ha- true. Like you aired that, that too. That's very true. That's pre-recorded and put that's together. That's pre-recorded that and put together. That is very true. It's maybe, not just he said it live. Well, maybe they, maybe people do. It's hard to find good people behind the scenes nowadays because everybody they air that? wants to be in front of the camera. Like he was absolutely wrong. Yes, but they not realize that the network had to air. Absolutely right. 
<laughs> Let's just make sure the whole world knows. No, you cannot use that word. You can't say chinky. You oh, can't say that. Good point, Angela. Mm-hmm. By the way, <laughs> let JJ Reddick be a lesson to you. You can't use that word. Not at all. In reference to Chinese people. Okay. All right. All right. Well, the only you. time you can use that word when you say R.I.P.D. to the good brother Chinks. That's it. Or right. you can say there's a chink in the armor. I ain't yes. saying that. I ain't on. Yeah, I'm going to stay with I just stay with, I just say R.I.P. to Chinks. Because I don't know nobody that wears armor. Me neither. Except for me when I got the whole armor guard on. And ain't no chink in that. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Up next is Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you got a question for Yee, you can call her right now. She'll help you with your relationship problems. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hello, my name is Ebony. Hey, Ebony, what's your question for Yee? Um, I got a question. My, I, just, I just started this job. I took a pay cut to come to this job. Uh-huh. Um, I was making $14.50 at first, and then I took a pay cut, like a $2.50 pay cut. This is our third month of being open. It's a fast food industry. I never worked in fast food, so this is something new to me. I'm always doing, like, receptionist or a call center. So my boss is giving, he gave three people a 50-cent raise. Uh-huh. And I feel like I need a raise. Like, you know, he knew I took a pay cut. He guaranteed me a raise or whatever. I thought I was going to wait to April to see if they give me a raise. He keeps talking to me about it, but he still hasn't, like, gave me a raise or whatever. So I was like, okay. Sure, like, what okay. Do? So, Ebony, you've been there for three months. Yes. And he, you said in April you wanted to see about a raise. Yeah, I thought I was going to wait to April. If he don't approach me, then I was going to approach him. Because usually people don't get raises within the first three months of working somewhere. But what is That's it? What I'm saying. But what is it that makes you feel like you deserve a raise? My hard work. I was the only manager there. I trained everyone. Then he was bringing people on. Starting off at 13, higher than me uh, or whatever. And then I'm like, I'm confused. So if you're bringing someone on higher than me and I have to train them, I literally go above and beyond for this company. And I was just wondering... Okay, so Ebony, this is this is what I need you to do because I have actually done this in my own life when I felt like I deserved a raise. What you have to do is set up a meeting with your boss. So this is okay. official sit down of you sitting down to ask for what it is that you feel that you deserve. Make sure you have a list and documents of everything showing why you deserve that raise. What are your responsibilities? How have you gone above and beyond those responsibilities? Offer to say, what is it that I need to do if you feel like at this point in time, I'm not going to get a raise? What do I need to do to earn that raise? Or are there additional responsibilities that I can take on so that I can make more money here? Because I have been putting forth all of this extra work. And a lot of times people feel like they want to raise because they need one. And you feel like you want to raise because you deserve it. So you have to sit there and tell him why you deserve it. A lot of times our bosses don't even realize the work that we're putting in because we're just doing what we're supposed to do. But maybe you need to let him know, look, I've been training people. My job responsibilities include this, but I've taken on this additional responsibility. I've stepped up to the plate when other people have called out. I've done this. I've done that. So I feel like I deserve a raise. But you need to sit down and let him know that. You can't just be upset that he's not just giving you one. A lot of times people aren't going to just come to you and say, here's a raise. You have to go and ask for it. 
Okay. I'm going to start my notebook today. Yes, sit down. And that way, when you have a meeting, it's very professional. And tell him, I do enjoy working here. I do see a future at this company, but I feel that I deserve to make more money. And here's why. Okay, thank you. Hey, Charlamagne. Hey, hey, Mama. I Good hope luck. it works out. I hope you get your raise. Okay, thank you. I do appreciate it. I love you guys so much. Have a blessed day. You too, bye. Ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, call her now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Hey, right, what's up? It's uh, Dre. I'm Riley. Hey, Dre, what's your question for ye? Um, it's kind of for everybody. I found, a, uh, like, you know, I got a daughter. You know what I'm saying? I found a sex toy in her room. You found a what? Kind of missed, a sex toy. Uh, it messed me up, bro. You what was what the saying? sex toy that you found? <sighs> Dildo. Right. Why are you cursing? <laughs> no cursing, sir. How old is she first? Oh, my fault. She's 17, She's 17 years old. Bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a good kid, though. She get in advanced class to get good grades. I just don't. That don't mean oh. she's not a good kid if you found a dildo. Would you bro? rather find a dildo or a real penis? Yeah, All that's right, the truth. well, it is asking you. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Um, are you and and her mother still together, or does she is she in the house also? Yeah, she in the house. I told her. She said the same thing, like could have been a boy, but I was like, yo. Now, have you guys had a conversation with her about the birds and the bees, about sex? Yeah, we had a conversation. Did you ask her about this sex toy that you found? Nah, because it was last night. I got to get her when she get out of school. I ain't going to get her, but I'm going to, you know. First of all, you shouldn't make her feel ashamed about having it because she should be able to come to you guys about anything. So, you know, I don't know if maybe it was somebody gave it to her as a funny gift. Who knows where she got it from? So it could be an easy explanation or it could be that she's using a dildo, which, I mean, how old were you when you started masturbating? I mean, I had her when I was 17, so... Exactly. So, you know, you have to just be understanding and be willing to talk to your daughter and let her know if there's any questions, she can come to you. Amber, your daughter's almost 17. Yeah, she's almost 17, and if I found a a, a dildo, it would hurt me a little bit, but... You can't be mad. But I would think about it like this. I'd rather a dildo than a, than a real penis. penis. And, and plus, it could be Envy's. You know, Envy's what? Dildo. dildo. No. And she can't get <laughs> pregnant from a dildo. You're right. That's the good part. And um, I was reading Chelsea Handler's book a long time ago. Chelsea was masturbating at she's five. She's like four or five. Well, that right? ruined me. That was like, that That bugs me out. A lot of people masturbate early. So she, I mean, she's she's touching herself and, and, and finding out about I herself. I mean, she's 17 years old. Is she going to go to college? It ain't no 15-inch dildo. Yeah, she's like going, she going to college. Right. So, I mean, basically, you know, as parents, you guys have done a great job, I'm sure, of raising her. But make sure you do a great job of letting her know that she can talk to you about anything because you never want your daughter to feel ashamed right. about anything. Absolutely. And it may not even be used. Did you smell it? I ain't want to touch it, bro. Oh, and it, and even if it even if it is, it is a natural thing. It's not a huge 15-inch size one, right? If so, can Envy have nah, it? It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't big or nothing, but it's just like, okay, you know. Making sure. She's I mean, listen, it's hard. I think it's hard for anybody to think about their kids masturbating or having sex. It yeah, is what it is. It. Good luck but, to you, bro. But, you know, it's, a, it's what happens. You right. did it. You had her at 17. So that's why it's important for you to keep those lines of communication open. Treat it like the period, man. I got a nine-year-old and a two-year-old. When they start doing stuff like that, go to mama, man. Don't, I don't know nothing about no periods. <laughs> right? And I don't know nothing about no dildos. And Envy's yeah, house is a little different. The daughter can come to him about dildos. You know what I'm saying? Shut up, man. You what? have a good one, bro. And good luck, man. Envy can say, don't use mine. <laughs> Don't use mine. <laughs> My goodness. You mine says vicious 
on it. I wrote, I wrote a beef for vicious on mine. <laughs> I'm suing you guys for defamation of character. Okay? I just want to let you know. You're suing us for All right, good <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to human resources. All right, ask ye, 800-585-1051. You got rumors on the way? Yes, I do. We are going to be talking about Russell Simmons. He posted where he's at and what he's doing right now. He is temporarily closed. Whoa. All right. Whoa. Wow. That sounds crazy That's after that crazy. dildo talk. You're All right. Trying to tell somebody gay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Rumors on the way is the breakfast love. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. What we what we talking about, Charlemagne? Oh, Russell Simmons says his ass is closed until What? Uh, what? What are y'all talking about? His, his ass is closed <laughs> until further notice. What? Listen up. It's just the the Rumor Report with Angela, Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. I just want to remove myself from what Charlamagne and Envy do in this room. And I'm going to get into what Uncle Rush posted on his page on Instagram. He said, temporarily closed for spiritual maintenance. Mm. <laughs> I'm in Bali writing, meditating at holy sites and practicing asanas. Letting everyone speak while I listen, focusing and praying to realize one goal, being a more useful servant of God. I want to fully devote myself to my daughters, the underserved community that I've always worked with, and the growth of a new conscious community. We need a revolution of consciousness. Now is the time for new beginnings, one awakened being at a time. I, I can only go off the conversations that I've had with Russell Simmons throughout my life. If it's one person who will learn from whatever it is they're going through, it's Russell Simmons. You know, you know how we say the best apology is change behavior? Mm -hmm. If it's one person who will change their behavior, it's definitely right. But he has said that he hasn't done any of these things, and everything yeah. he's done has he been has. consensual. Right. So yeah. in order to change that behavior, you have to know. Well, clearly he's trying to reconstruct behavior. something. You just don't close your ass. All right? For he spiritual didn't, didn't, didn't say The no word ass is butt, nowhere man. in here. Nothing about ass or butt is close to that. All right, now, Sade, you know how much I think everybody in this room loves Sade. She is absolutely right. one of my favorite artists. Well, Ava DuVernay also loves her, and she posted, I never thought she'd say yes, but asked anyway. She was kind and giving a goddess. We began a journey together that I'll never forget. Proud to announce that Sade has created an original song for Wrinkle in Time. It's Oof. entitled flower of the universe and it's a dream come true. I really want to see this movie Wrinkle in Time and I will say on a scale of one to Black Panther, my excitement for this movie is at a nine and a half because Ava is the first African American woman to have a hundred million dollar budget it stars a young black queen named Storm Reed. Oprah is in it. My daughter really wants to see this film, and I'm glad because that gives me a reason to have my old ass in there watching it. All right, Kevin Hart. Now, he was out with Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, uh, Chris Rock, Chris Tucker, Usher, Dwayne Wade, all of them. And he went to dinner at Mastro's. Who paid the bill is the question. Here's what Kevin Hart had to say when TMZ asked him. What I do is I always say I'll do it first to to create the argument. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, I got this bill. No, no way, Kev. All right, you win. That's how I get myself out of it. Right, and then and then who ended up paying, though? Chris. Chris okay, Rock good. paid. Good, good, good. But Chris Rock should have paid. He never paid. So he should have <laughs> paid. It's about time he paid. Kev should just follow my rule. My rule is whoever the richest person is, they pay the bill. Don't insult that person by pulling out your so, little bit of money. Well, so who's the richest the person? Richest? Eddie? I Eddie. think Eddie. I gotta be Absolutely. Eddie. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, I think Eddie just off Shrek alone. 
Yeah. Just off his Shrek money. Eddie would have but to pay But next that time one. anybody goes out with Kevin Hart and he offers to pay the bill first, just say just, thank just you. Just be quiet. <laughs> it's a reason Eddie and Mike Myers don't do anything. Shrek. Like, you know, Eddie gets paid when donkeys get sold in the store. <laughs> like, Eddie makes money off that forever. Anytime you see that donkey, Eddie getting paid. He get paid for donkey today, too. No, he don't, because I don't use the Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Snoop, here's something great that he did. He rescued a stranded driver. Now, imagine this. This woman, Katrina Graham, was on the side of the highway. Her car was broken down, and she said as she was waiting for her brother, she heard somebody knock on the window, and guess who it was? Snoop Dogg. Now, she said he offered to give her car a push because he thought she was in an unsafe spot and parked his own ride off the exit, ran back to help her get out of the way of moving traffic. Don't drop on the that was dope. for that real-life superhero, Snoop Dogg. Shout out to Snoop Dogg. Snoop also released a surprise EP, by the way, as well. So make sure you guys uh, check out his surprise EP. Is that the EP, gospel one? 220. No. no. What's the name of it? It's called 220. 220? Yeah. What's that, like half a blunt? Like Febu- February 20th? Yeah, February 20th. 420 is the day you smoke, right? 220. Yes. Well, the album came out 220, so mm. I guess that's why he called it 220. That's mm. when you just high and you ain't got time to think of no title. Like, like, it's 220. What's, what's today's date? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put it out 220. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, I guess, is really with Victor Cruz now. She did an interview with Ebony Magazine and they asked about her relationship with him and she said, we've been hanging out and getting to know one another. My main priority is always work, but he's a gentleman, he's a sweet guy and he's really nice. We're taking it slow, but yes. Well, Cowabunga Cruz got a nice ring to it. Why Cowabunga? Why, 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 yeah, well, Calamari Cruz, that's a nice ring. I don't think so. It's Carucci. Okay. All right. And Tavis Tavis Smiley is filing a lawsuit against PBS. Now, remember, they fired him about sexual harassment allegations. And he was on there for 14 years. He did admit to having relationships with co-workers, but he said they all were consensual. In his lawsuit, he is saying that there was racial tension at PBS. And he said the heads of the network would hassle him whenever he had African-American guests who espouse controversial positions and tried to stop any such guests from appearing. So in these documents, he said his personal production company has been losing multiple millions of dollars since he got fired and he's had to lay off about 20 employees. How do you prove racism, though? I don't know. There, PBS is saying that that lawsuit is meritless and that he's trying to distract everyone from his pattern of sexual misconduct. Maybe that's going to have LeVar Burton testify and say, look, I did read Rainbow here for years, and there's never was no racism that happened here at PBS. Well, I don't know, but I LeVar guess we'll Burton be and Oscar DeGrasse are going to take the stand. Following this case, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Charlamagne, did you read Ryan Coogler's uh, letter to everybody about Black Panther? I did, actually. Yeah, I figured. Is that real? It's yeah. a thank you letter. Oh, because everybody yeah. said, I don't, said I don't know that. if he really has social media. He did not tell us what he said. What did he just say? Thank you. What did he say? Oh, well, no, that's why I just wanted to bring it up because I knew it would interest him. Yeah. But he just wanted to express his gratitude to everybody about his uh, filmmaking. He said, it's a team sport. Our team was made up of amazing people from all over the world who believed in this story. Never in a million years did we imagine that you all would come out this strong. It still humbles me to think that people care enough to spend their money and time watching our film. Well, first of all, let the record show that last August, I told Ryan Coogler that Black Panther was going to make over a billion dollars. Okay? I told him that. So he what did you mean never in a million years? All right? No, he didn't listen. And, and I told him that because when you take all the Marvel fans who would go watch this movie anyway, combine it with the casual black fans who've never seen a Marvel movie but would go see Black Panther, it was going to cause what we are presently seeing right now, which is all of these record numbers. Well, I'm sure he's still overwhelmed by the support that he's gotten because when you do something, you never really know yeah, yeah, he never really until know. it happens. And the fact that everybody happen, came so. out, that's a blessing. So well, people just start listening to, to me. They wouldn't be so surprised about things oh, that happen. Oh, my goodness. If they okay. listen to you, they'll think Russell Simmons' butt's closed. 
<laughs> so you're saying it's open? You're saying it's open. You know what? Because clearly, I, you know I would just assume, unless he's on the toilet right now doing the number two, <laughs> that his butt would be closed. Unless you have some information that we're not privy to. Shout out to Revolt. Is there anything you want to tell us? Shout out to Revolt. We'll see you guys about tomorrow. About butt being open. Everybody Why knows. are we talking about this? Because hey, he brought This is very no, I weird didn't. to me. I was talking about Ryan Cooley. You thought talking about Russell's butt being open. Oh, I don't know nothing about, oh my God. Right. <laughs> Uncle Russ, stop. You're getting old. Stop, <laughs> So you know what? People's Choice mixes up next. It's the Breakfast Logo Morning.